I'm B.A. Mofo. I'm B.A. Mofo. What's next up? And you're watching? And you're watching? Rugby Rapper. Rugby Rapper. You're B.A. Mofo. I'm watching Rugby Rapper. I'm B.A. Mofo. I'm B.A. Mofo. You're watching Rugby Maca. Rapper. Rapper. Coming up next on Rugby Wrap Up, Major League Rugby Talk with Seattle star Matthew Drew Turner, Steve Lewis, Brian Ray, and Colby Marshall. Rugby Wrap Up brought to you in part by The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pub, and Lean and Limber, stretch your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hey everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up in Midtown Manhattan. Matt McCarthy and Steve Lewis, who's back in the studio. And we are talking Major League Rugby. Steve, we were just at the LA Sevens, and we'll get back to that later, but I wanted to welcome you home. I thank you. Good to be back. You look really good today. It's been over a month. It has been. Between my travels to South America and what have you. So maybe we can get through the show without punching each other in the face. I think it's a good chance. All right, And, and, and we don't have time to do any of that because we have a huge star... Uh, making some noise in his car in Seattle, and that is Matthew Drew Turner. If you're going to talk Major League Rugby and LA7s, you got to bring up Matt Turner. Matthew, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, great to be back on the show. We haven't had the three of us in a chat in a long time. Are you, you uh, sitting in your car for a reason? <laughs> no, I'm just, you know, life outside of rugby, driving around, doing daily things that need to be done. Is the door open in the car? Do you have your seatbelt off? Because we can't have the department store bell going off the entire conversation, Matt. No, no, I think we're good now. Okay, all right. So anyway, Stephen can shed some light on your terrific sevens career he had, Steve. Wasn't bad, you know. A couple of tournaments for Tiger. Uh, No, obviously. World Series legend. Uh, Well, Tiger's the penultimate, whatever I'm trying to say. Penultimate, yes. But... um, no, obviously, great career in the World Series is Matt. He's also, obviously, as we know, playing for the Seabulls the last couple of years, fullback. And uh, the distinct pleasure of having a small orange juice with him on Sunday afternoon. So it's twice in 48 hours. Great to see him again. Interesting. Matthew, I, I know that you had Tiger rugby experience, but you also had the UCT Ike Tigers? Yep, that's uh, where it all started, back in Cape Town. Um you know, it's where uh, where I first got the opportunity to play some a decent level of rugby. Um, yeah, back home. Just to clarify, ladies and gentlemen, he did play for England despite the fact that he's somewhat South African. Can you now play for South Africa having not played for England for a while in sevens? Wasn't that a rule for a while? I think I can. Uh, actually, I'm saying I think. I know I can play for South Africa um, during the Olympic year. Um, the Olympic rules are different to world rugby uh rules so i think to play for a country you just need to be in the possession of a passport um which i do have the the green number as we call it oh look at this steve we have breaking news matt turner making a comeback and playing for the blitzbach i don't know i'm not sure they need him anymore they had a pretty good weekend they did have a pretty good weekend not sure they want a 32 year old playing for them Gonna lie about your age too. Don't worry about it. It's all good. We got Photoshop, all of it. All right, let's talk Major League Rugby. A collective few out of Seattle, Matthew. Uh yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's again, it's a it's a long season. Um, never nice going, you know, zero and three uh, on the start of the season. But uh, you know, luckily we've got quite a lot of experience in our squad, and uh, you know, we'll start picking it up. And as we know, you know, it doesn't matter where you finish in the league and uh, the table, as long as you. Put yourself in a position to 
to get into the final. That's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. It's now it's now a sixteen week season. You're absolutely right. As long as you qualify for the playoffs, it's actually more important having form and momentum coming into those final weeks. I would suggest. And yeah, it's a quarter of the way through, but twelve games to go. Matt, let me ask you this because I'm going to ask uh, Brian Ray and Steve this later. Is it possible for San Diego or Toronto to run the table? Yeah, I don't. I don't see why not. Um, you know, they're great. They got both. Both got great squads um, and are playing real good rugby. Um, again, you know, playoff rugby is completely different to to you know regular season. Um, that's when the experience comes out when it matters. Um, you know, I'm expecting San Diego to probably, you know, to be honest, you know, barring us, I think uh, they might go unbeaten uh, this season in the West Conference. What's going on with you guys now? So you guys are always pretty calm. Yeah, everyone, everyone's positive. Um, we finally played some decent rugby this weekend. Um, you know, we, we, we're fixing the areas that needed uh, some working on and, you know, simplifying a few things that we, we mentally made overcomplicated. Um, you know, we're just excited to have Utah come visit us this weekend and, you know, again, give the fans and uh, give them a show that we feel, you know, we can walk off the field and be, hey, we put a performance in. To what do you attribute your slow start, the team's slow start this year? Uh, do you see a, a rising standard of opposition or maybe a little complacent or just, just things not clicking the first first two, three games? I think, I think you know, all, all three of those those answers are, are pretty valid. Um, we were a little bit complacent with uh, coming into the season and, you know, that happens when you go back-to-back. Back. Um, I know not many people can say they've come back-to-back, back, but it happened to us. Um, Again, things weren't clicking. You know, we had we've had a lot of injuries. Um, a lot of the guys that we brought in to strengthen our squad, the foreigners, have unfortunately had bizarre injuries. Um, and one one of the things that we feel is with our squad is we're going to get stronger when those boys come back in the next four four to five weeks, um, and then we'll have a nice run in uh, with the playoffs in sight, hopefully. So. Matt, there is no truth to the rumor that it was simply a case of you and Brock Stoller getting the butter off your fingers after dropping all those balls two weeks ago? <laughs> you know, it's a slight change of diet and things have changed. So, you know, it, it is, you know, having Ben back this weekend has been a great boost for us. Um, you know, having his, his, uh, his kicking game in open play, um, putting us in the right areas of the field, um, and that really enables us to, you know, do the things that we do well. Um, in the right areas of the park. Rugby World Cup. England versus South Africa. Who are you rooting for? Obviously, obviously England. Um, obviously uh, England? Obviously England, but unless Neil Powell's listening, and remember, Neil, I've got a green passport. So. Fair enough. Stephen, you got something for uh, Matthew before we let him go? Sure. Do you understand one single word out of Rickert Hatting's mouth? No, it's quite interesting, though. I don't really understand what he says, but for us, he's adapted, and he calls himself Rick now, not Rickard, because no one can say that. So we that, just call him Rick's American. Yeah, I think we understand. His American what he, name is Rick. understand what he's trying to get at, but just can't understand the word. And finally, what did you think of that uh, uh, PA announcer at the LA Sevens? Uh, because I think your name was brought up when Daniel Norton scored a try. Yeah, I mean, I... Uh, <laughs> I feel sorry for them. You should deal with what you dealt out there. Um, no, no, it's obviously, you know, the LA Sevens to me was great. Um, the, the stadium was awesome. There's a good good experience there around the stadium. Um, I, I think 
you know, personally, I think it would be a great tournament to have male and female at from a crowd perspective. And, and sort of it sort of shows you where the American rugby is with, you know, hopefully rugby going NCAA now in the, in the girls' world. Um, I think that would be a huge boost for the Sevens in LA. But overall experience for me was, you know, I'd return to LA far more times than I'll go to Vegas, that's for sure. Oh, and there you have it. And on that note, uh, we are out of time for this segment. But thank you, Mr. Matthew Drew Turner. Not a problem. I'm here whenever you want me. Um, and uh, tune into our game this weekend and give us some feedback, please. You too. All right, will do. Uh, Steve and I will be right back with Mr. Brian Ray with more Major League Rugby right after this. New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. And we are back. Matt McCarthy and Steve Lewis with Mr. Brian Ray calling in from Nova Scotia talking Major League Rugby. Brian, welcome back. It's good to be here again, uh, hanging out with you strange New Yorkers. Is the, has, the, has, the, uh, has your heating failed? Has the hot stove... <laughs> The little yeah. What's up with that cap? For God's sake! Uh, Where are the snowshoes? I, I can see that Jamaican hat there on the, uh, ah, on the yeah, desk. See? I kind of wish Chill. I was down there right now. It's a little bit chillier up here. Yep. How many people asked you if that was a South African hat at the tournament? Loads. <laughs> but it's a great L- conversation starter. Marketing know? issue. Yeah. All right. Well, we can't talk about that. We've got to go rapid fire through last week, and we want to start with San Diego and Nola. 25-21, San Diego, and heartbreak for Nola, Steve. Although they got J.P. Eloff back, they showed some grit, but a tough one. I think you're starting to see some separation, right, at the top and at the bottom. And I think San Diego are the cream of the crop. Uh, Toronto, pretty, pretty close to them. So for San Diego to go down there and eke out a win, um, not particularly surprised. I, I think they've got, they've got the goods in most parts of the field. Um, so I wasn't surprised to see the scoreline, um, for sure. Brian, what, what caught your eye about this one? Was it Nanu crossing the whitewash twice? <laughs> no. Uh, it, I, I just think uh, there's a bit of illness, I think, going around in Nola's camp. They, they just looked short of energy in that second half, and they couldn't get out of their end at all. I mean, it was completely dominated by, uh, by San Diego. So, uh, you know, I think one that Nola probably wants to, to have back that second half, but, uh, you know, they'll get better. Um, obviously disappointing for them as their only meeting with them, but, uh, you know, that's how it rolls. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens. They had Nanu and Duplessis come off with injury, San Diego, so we'll see if they're fit for this week. Nolanade Osborne and New Orleans have been dealing with injuries. And they're getting their pieces back. They've kept it together. They could be a team to watch down the stretch once they're healthy. Uh, next one up, in the Rocky Mountain Rumble, you had one of the, un- one of the teams, the winless teams in Colorado, hosting Utah. I picked Utah on this show, but in Super Brew, after I realized that Colorado was without a win, I was like, there's no way they're going they're going 0-4, and, and I picked them in, in that. But what was your take out of that? We got Rangers scoring. Yeah, they needed to, you know, like Seattle, they were a surprising 0-3, right? So I, I didn't get to pick, but I would have picked Colorado, and, and they, they got the first win. And that, you know, it can be a psychological thing, and then confidence returns, and, and you can get on a bit of a roll. Um, but they've got the talent there. They're not a one and three team. Um, so, again, not surprised at the result. 
Brian, he didn't get to pick because he was off coaching Chile or in Chile, the Jamaican sevens team, thus the hat. But what did you take out of that one? The rumble. Yeah. I, uh, I picked Colorado going in. Uh, I just think uh, there's such a fire group. Luke White, that leader, is such an inspirational guy. There's no way he was going to let them go 0-4 uh, with a home game. Uh, they defended really well. I thought that was a big thing for them. Obviously, having Ranger and Emerson back was a huge boost for them. And Malifa as well. Uh, Dan Power called that last week, that change uh, at number 10. I thought that worked out for them, uh, running the ball a bit more uh, offensively. So great win for them. You allow us to segue by picking uh, by by mentioning Dan Power, the admitted Gilgroniac, but his Gilgronies hosting Old Glory, and Old Glory won that one despite the fact that there was a very strong comeback from the AGs at the end. Stephen, what was your take on that? Well, I think DC have been the surprise of the league thus far, because um, to be honest, going into the league, I thought I thought they are a little deficient in certain areas across the field, um, but they have performed well, and they are three and one. That's a win on the road. Um, so credit to them. I think they've been a surprise package. Brian, a little bit ironic. The guys that are named after a drink are good in the second half. <laughs> yeah. Now the game was over. Uh, you know, 20 minutes they're down, 20 to nothing, and they had to kind of. They did really well to their credit to get back in. Those frustrating Gilgronies. I thought they defended really, really well in that second half, uh, and then just a few mistakes kind of cost them the game at the end. Um, you know, and I'll agree with Steve. Uh, Old Glory, a little bit of a surprise. I think they're, I think their first 15 kind of, and then maybe their 23 is pretty solid. But uh, we'll see what happens when they get injuries. I still, I'm still a little cautious uh, that they have the, the necessary depth to really get through the season. But a great start for Old Glory. Yeah, Stephen, you're champing at the bit. Yeah, I, I just can't name them. I can't call them that. So it's Austin. Austin's Austin, right? The Gronies. Um, it goes with your suit. It goes with your whole. It's, but he's the poster boy for the Grony Ed, ladies and gentlemen, right here with a with a glass. Steve, come on, who's kidding who? Who's kidding who? Anyway, one thing they do have going for them is McBurn, though. Should they not be successful as a team this year, you are going to see a bunch of players who are really improved individually as rugby players. McBurn is, in my mind, the best skills coach on the planet. He worked with the Wallabies, worked with the All Blacks. Tremendous resume. He's been brought in there. I think he might struggle a little bit with the GM side of it, or the director of rugby side, just because he doesn't know American rugby that well. He's had some experience here. But just in terms of pure rugby knowledge, those guys are going to benefit big time from his presence. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, we had another one of our 0-3 teams with a collective few, and we had Matthew Drew Turner on, Brian. Seattle finally getting that win. I think we uh, all expected them to, to back themselves up at home, especially with Ben Seema back at 10. What a difference he made for them, uh, both with his, his open field play and his goal kicking. Uh, Peter Tiberio coming out of retirement and getting the try uh, right away. So a great performance. from And an entertaining game, uh, you know, the Free Jacks didn't... Uh, didn't certainly didn't give anything away. Rocket start, so uh, really great, exciting uh, game. Good to see the uh, defending champions getting that win, and uh, looking forward to them playing this week. And, and Brian, New England's close to Canada, so do you have any intel on Tig Leader? <laughs> I, I don't. He, I mean, he he took that head knock, uh, a big collision against Rooney with Will Leonard. Uh, so he's just been out. Uh, he's been listed as day to day. So uh, hopefully he'll he'll be back uh, this week, maybe. Steve Seattle. That final score is not indicative of the actual tension in that match. They were down 14 zip at home. Then Seattle came back, but that was not an easy win. So let's look at it from a New England perspective. Okay, and they came out week one, fantastic victory over New York and Vegas. And since then they've been on the road, and now they've been punched in the face repeatedly. Um, so this is an interesting time for them. This is going to test their metal. Four games in, and they, the momentum's going the other way. 
Good signing, as you guys alluded to earlier. Ben Landry coming in, that, that's a real big pickup, back five, versatile back five player. But um, just as winning close games on the road does you a lot of good, losing games on the road close when you're in it and don't quite finish it can get really disheartening. I, I don't think that's going to happen yet with New England, Let's, but it's still early in the season. But you're right, these things can come back to haunt them. But Brian, the Arrows... Your boys in Atlanta. And you got a Lucy for Atlanta. He's one of your Canuck guys. A little tight. Come back win. Yeah, a couple Canucks down there. Oh, Matt Heaton, the uh, the co-captain, Connor Keys, And you can see them getting a little bit mouthy with their, their mates uh, from the Arrows. But a little bit of uh, man management, gamesmanship almost from the Arrows. You know, uh, second half, they bring on Lucas Rumble and Andrew Quatrin and, and Rob Brower, his uh, first appearance of yeah. the season. So those guys really took it to uh, ATL in the scrum the second half. They just turned it up, turned up the juice, and uh, got away. And a big bonus point win. I have to uh, give a nod to uh, the South Americans getting it done, scoring all four tries in that one. So uh, uh, a great game for, for me to watch uh, and a competitive one, a little bit closer than I think uh, the score uh, showed in that one. A couple of times I saw Rob Brower's eyes bulging wide open as he was able to counter rook some backs trying to set platforms and just lighting them up. But Toronto, can they go undefeated on the season? They can, but they won't. Um, I, I think I think they're in great shape to finish top in the East, and I think they'll go deep, deep, deep. In fact, I would take them in the play in the final to make the final. But I, do, I think over a 16-game season now, um, you're going to have an off week. You're going to hit a couple of injuries along the way, and you're going to hit a bump, and it's not the end of the world. It's it's when when it comes. So I think they might drop one or two, but I, I think Toronto will be right up there. You know, at the final whistle. And speaking of the final whistle, we have our final match. We have. Rooney going down to that very nice stadium for the Houston Sabercats. Brian, is Rooney starting to click? Are they putting it together? Are they going to be uh, in there in the Final Four? You know, it reminds me of last year. I just thought they were the t- kind of team that didn't really look at their best but could still get uh, get wins, and I think this is another one of those uh, games. I thought they were the Roosters were lucky not to get a yellow card. They gave away a lot of penalties. Uh, but, you know, they, they, they knuckle down. They, they make some big plays. Uh, Marcus Walsh getting that bonus point try at the end is big for Huge. them. Uh, Hanko, a big game from him. So uh, uh, a good win for them on the road against uh, – you know, a, a tricky Houston side that isn't really firing in all cylinders right now. Yeah, as Dan Power pointed out, they can't keep relying on Sam Windsor. And if he wasn't in that lineup last week, they'd have absolutely no offense. But Rooney, going back to the, the butcher with the rolling mall for a try, taking a page out of last year. And now Bastero penetrating inside deep and taking in a couple of defenders and an offload. Maybe that's something we're going to see more. Offload for a try. Yeah, so conversely, as we said about losing narrow ones, they've now won three narrow ones on the road, um, having got punched in the face first week. So I think I think there's definitely more to come from New York. I don't think they're quite settled yet. I know they're not really quite settled yet in terms of selection. They've been missing a couple of players, still some players out, visas and what have you. Uh, I think they will improve. I think they're only going to get better. All right, guys, hold that thought. we got to take a quick break, and we'll be back with predictions. been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think is on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. That's good beer. 
And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Matt McCarthy and Steve Lewis, along with Brian Ray in Midtown Manhattan, talking rugby, buddy. You can see that this is now Colby Marshall, the interloper, who's here again in Steve's seat. So before we bring those guys back, Colby, take it away. Yeah, I got three things to say, and one's my player of the week, and that's my Nanu coming from San Diego Legion. I mean, considering the fact that Legion looked like they were about to lose their first match of the year, Mananu had two tries, one big in the second half that started their comeback and eventually completed their comeback. So he's my player of the weekend. Player to watch moving forward is newly acquired free agent Ben Landry by the New England Free Jacks. He's a big body veteran player, has international experience, and he can play multiple positions. You can throw him in the second row or he can play on the blind side flank. So it'll be interesting to see if he can be a boost for this New England team, who's really better than what their record suggests. And number three, my best player in a losing effort has got to go to John Poland, number nine from New England. I mean, he had the try of the week, the nice kick to himself, ran for about 30 meters, and he's my best player in a losing effort. All right, now get the hell out of the studio. Let's bring back Steve and Brian right after this. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub. The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. All right, Steve and Brian. Big slate of games once again in Major League Rugby. There's no ARCs interrupting this. No America's Rugby Championships. They've been shifted to July. Toronto, Brian, at Colorado. What do you think? Yeah, uh, the trick here is going to be recovery for the Arrows. It's a short turnaround Sunday to Friday. Uh, they're doing a good thing. They're staying down in the States training in Atlanta right now, so I think that's going to help them. So I'm going to pick the Arrows, but uh, I think this is going to be a, a tough match against the, uh, a revitalized Raptors down in, uh, in, in Infinity Park. I concur with those sentiments. So I think collectively we're picking the Arrows at 5-0. and oh. I think the Arrows will win this one by 9. But I think the Raptors are on the right track and coming back strong. So Linda Cassidy, I'm still a fan. Saturday, New England at NOLA. Steven. Going to go with the home team here. This is a big big week for New England. They've had, a, they had that great start. They have some great players, good coaching, fantastic backroom setup. But um, the game is played on the field, and they're now going into week five, one and three. And I think your, your question earlier about leader, if he's back, he is the leader, uh, would make a big difference. So hopefully he's back from that early season concussion. I'm going to go with Noel at home in a, in a tight match. Again, like you say, we don't know if leader's going to be there. Is Ben Landry going to show up in the New England's lineup uh, straight after signing? So, uh, you know, there's a lot of variables in this one. So I'm going to go with Noel. I'm going to go with the home cooking and the healthier team at key positions in NOLA. Next one up. Warriors at Seattle. Yeah, I got to go with the uh, the champions in this one. Seattle have got their swagger back a bit. Uh, I, I think there's an injury cloud over Hagen Schulter, the uh, the goal kicker for Utah, and that'd be a blow even though Robbie Povey can step in and kind of challenge the game line a little more. But uh, uh, yeah, got to go with Seattle at home in this one. Seattle, home win. Seattle home win, no question. No, no, no disrespect, disrespect to Utah, but um, just in terms of personnel, Seattle are loaded. Yeah, I'm going with Seattle by at least 15 points in this one. I picked Utah here on the last show, and I've, I've, I'm still drinking the, the, uh, the Utah juice a little bit, but not as much. But I'm going with Seattle. Um, the AGs at the Sabercats, the Texas Derby. Brian. I'm going to go with Houston in this one. I think they're due for a performance. Hopefully they'll get a couple more bodies in their lineup. Uh, going to go with the Sabercats in the Battle of Texas. Sabercats over Austin. 
The Gilgronis. Austin. You, gotta, you have to embrace that. You will be getting ads and unless, some unless someone buys me a couple of Gilgronis, I'm not going to say it. I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think that's, gonna, that's in your future. Uh, I'm, going with, I'm going with Houston. Houston Sabercats by eight points in this one. Then we've got ATL at D.C., an intriguing matchup of two new teams, and this is a rivalry. They're not far from each other. Brian, well, you're the you're the Canadian objective uh, interpreter of all things Major League Rugby. What do you think of this one? A uh, really intriguing match. Uh, maybe one of the more interesting ones of the week. Uh, you know, a lot of momentum behind Old Glory playing at home, too. So if they have the Beast back in the lineup, I kind of like their chances. If not, uh, maybe ATL. This is a coin toss one for me. I'm going to go with Old Glory at home. I, again, I think I think Old Glory have gone well, but I think they've, they're overperforming. Um, so I think... I think Atlanta will sneak this one out. I've got a high regard for Scott Lawrence as a coach. Uh, I know quite a lot of those players. They've spent a bit of time together. I know their sort of work ethic. They're going to. They're a good young team. I think they're only going to progress as the season goes on. So I'm going to take Atlanta in a squeaker. I'm going to go home cooking. I'm going with Old Glory. Last one up. You've got Rooney. At San Diego. Uh, I, you know, I have to lean towards San Diego without seeing the, the lineups right now, but uh, this is going to be a, a great match to, to close out the week. Really looking forward to this one. Yeah, well, actually, I'm going to be at the game, so I'm going back to San Diego. So I'll be at the uh, San Diego Rooney game next Sunday night at Torero Stadium. Can't wait. I'm going to Chula Vista the week after. Are you ever, is he ever home, ladies and gentlemen? He just he teases us. He comes in and he leaves. Jamaica women's sevens at Chula Vista. So um, I'm going to be there. I think San Diego are going to win. I was in San Diego. I went down to their training session. They're impressive. But I think Rooney steals this one on the road in a squeaky bum four-point differential. And clearly, we are running out of time as per our producers in the studio. And there you have it. More Major League Rugby on Rugby Wrap-Up from Midtown Manhattan. On behalf of Mr. Steve Lewis and Mr. Brian Ray, I'm Matt McCarthy signing off.